recently guest, Jimmy from Brooklyn, longtime anti-communist researcher and activist, discuss how communists faked the collapse of the Soviet Union to remove the image of the enemy of communism. Today, Jimmy joins us again to continue where he left off and to discuss the current red threat in America through various front groups designed to neutralize the opposition. You're watching Anarchy in America with Christian Gomez. Joining us back again to discuss the false collapse of communism is Jimmy from Brooklyn. Jimmy, welcome back to the show again. Good to be back. So you were discussing last time that you were on about the false collapse of communism, how they removed the image of the enemy. And you had some quotes that you wanted to share with me last time that we didn't get to. Yes. In, in basic Marxism, they have just like religions have variants and different uh, denominations all Marxists agree on the basics. You start with slavery, you move up to feudalism. After feudalism, you, you go to the stage of capitalism, and they admit that capitalism brings full development and modernization. Communists agree that capitalism works. They just say that too, many, uh, too few people end up accumulating the wealth off the backs of the workers. But once you get that full industrialization, then the workers realize this isn't fair. We're working and he's taking our money. So you go from capitalism, then it gets to socialism. After a period of socialism, it goes on to communism. Nowhere in that can you stop it because that's the natural course of history. It's like trying to stop gravity or stop the revolving of the earth. This is what all communists believe. So when you see these conservative so-called or self-described experts on communism and they push the idea that communism could be defeated, communism could only be delayed or slowed down or temporarily stopped. That's what all communists believe and they write about it. For instance, can I read you something here from the American Communist Party? Absolutely. This is Gus Hall, head of the Communist Party. And he's writing about Reagan trying to link uh, working with, with the Soviets. If the Soviets will stop their revolutions or supporting revolution around the world, we'll help the Soviets modernize whatever. So this is what the communist Gus Hall writes. Reagan talks about linkage, about linking the advances of the world revolutionary process, the victories of socialism and national liberation to U.S.-Soviet relations. But he will soon find out it's like demanding the world stop spinning. There is no way anyone can unlink the Soviet Union or other socialist countries from the world revolutionary process. The Reagan administration will have to learn that the key indestructible link of world reality is the relationship between the Soviet Union and the world revolutionary process. This was 1981. So throughout this period, the Soviet Union and the American Communist Party were working directly together. They had front groups in America. They had the Institute for Policy Studies, which is a KGB front group that has influence throughout the entire media, the New York Times, Washington Post. In fact, one of the founders and leaders of this KGB front group was Marcus Raskin, the father of Congressman Raskin, who's one of the main Democrat radicals attacking our president. And a couple of years before this, in 1976, on America's 200th birthday, Gus Hall running for president, 
he ran under the Communist Party banner the same election year that Gerald Ford ran for president as the Republican and Jimmy Carter as the Democrat. Right. So Gus Hall was running 1976. That's America's 200th birthday. John Brennan, the last CIA director, voted for Gus Hall on America's 200th birthday. On that election, at that time, the FBI was actually investigating the American Communist Party because they were wondering where the money's coming from and the Communist Party didn't want to let them know. So you had the FBI investigating KGB connections to the American Communist Party at the same time John Brennan voted for that candidate, Gus Hall, the communist. And then John Brennan headed the CIA. This, this is incredible stuff. Another guy from this tax-exempt KGB front group, Leon Panetta, was the head of a committee organized to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the founding of that KGB front group. So you have two guys from this KGB front group, one heading the, FBI, uh, the CIA and the other one uh, heading the CIA later on. These were both of Obama's nominees to head the CIA. Leon Panetta, former congressman that he nominated to head the CIA. Uh, and then, of course, after that, you had John Brennan lead the CIA under President Obama. So both of his CIA appointments were essentially, uh, I guess you could say, linked to uh, Soviet front organizations. Right. That was funded by the Soviets. There's another group that the Democrats work with. It's the National Council of American-Soviet Friendship. And their leader, Reverend Alan Thompson, got arrested for getting money directly, cash directly from a KGB agent. So you have the KGB Front Institute for Policy Studies, you have the World Council of Churches, you have the World Peace Council, and you have the National Council Soviet American Friendship Committee. Those are all Soviet operations. And the FBI used to monitor them years ago, but the communists took the FBI to court and the communists won. So the FBI had to destroy their files on those communist front groups. Now, some of the files may not have been destroyed immediately because some people made copies and got them out before they were destroyed. So some of us have, have some of those copies. The KGB working directly with the Democrat Party for decades. And then the very people, the very groups that work directly with the KGB. Congressman Charlie the Red Wrangle from Harlem, he worked with KGB Colonel Bogdanov to open a chapter of the KGB World Peace Council in Washington, D.C. So you have Democrats openly, openly working with Soviet operations and that's the party that claims Trump was colluding with Russia. So when Ukraine was invaded by the Soviets, or we say Russia now, I guess, Ukraine gets invaded. The Democrats sent blankets, maybe pillows, like maybe going to have a pillow fight. Trump, who's supposedly colluding with Russia, sent weapons, and the Ukrainians were able to fight back against the Russian invaders. It's very interesting how throughout the 80s and 70s, you had these connections between Democrats and the Soviet Union. And then you go to after the supposed collapse of the Soviet Union, after the collapse of communism, uh, 2007, 2008, you have President George W. Bush. What does Putin and Russia do? They invade the country of Georgia during his administration after President Bush said that he looked into Putin's eyes and saw a man's soul. And then the next president, Barack Obama, what does Russia and Putin do? They invade the Ukraine. Now, Trump, the supposed puppet of Putin, the supposed agent of, of Russia, as the Democrats claim, he was president for four years. And during that time, we did not see a single act of Russian aggression in terms of invading 
another nation. Uh, so do you think that now under under Biden, under, under, under President Joe Biden, the time that he has in the White House, that Russia will be more emboldened and more aggressive like they were under Barack Obama and George W. Bush? Well, Russia, China, Iran, North Korea, they're all very happy that Trump is out. Biden was actually put in office by a Soviet front group. When I talked a little uh, last time, I mentioned the new economic policy that Lenin put in place in the Soviet Union during the early part of the, the revolution. The, uh, the guy that was lured in, Armand Hammer, American businessman, they lured this guy in who was a pro-communist. They let him get rich in order to lure other people in to invest in the Soviet Union. Well, some of the money Armand Hammer got, he did some funny business with Al Gore Sr. Al Gore Sr. and Al Gore were very friendly to the Soviets. Remember, Al Gore, the, the ex-senator, said that we have an inordinate fear of communism, just like Jimmy Carter. In other words, we're paranoid about communism. Murdered 150 million people, but we have no right to be uh, worried about them. So money from Lenin went to Armin Hammer, from Armin Hammer to Al Gore Sr., from Al Gore Sr. to Leo Sliard. Leo Sliard was suspected Soviet agent. He worked in, I think, the uh, one of the supposed spies during the Manhattan Project. He worked with the Institute for Policy Studies. Leo Sliard founded a group called Council for a Livable World. That's the group that found this nobody named Joe Biden, and they put him in office. And he does fundraisers with them. They still advise him. So he's got connections. The, co the communists are smart. They sometimes work like two or three links away. So Joe Biden's linkage with the, the Soviet front operations comes through the Council for a Livable World. But there's also another uh, Soviet front group that Joe Biden maybe was connected with. Back when Ronald Reagan was president, Reagan nominated uh, Bork to the Supreme Court, who would have been a conservative uh, judge. And it was Senator Ted Kennedy of Massachusetts and Senator Joseph Biden of Delaware that staunchly opposed the Bork nomination, even though that before – Biden had actually voted to confirm Bork to the appellate court, but then when it came to the Supreme Court nomination by Reagan, Biden opposed that, and that was because of influence from a Soviet front group called the All People's Front. Uh, isn't that correct? That's a Communist Party front. You have the All People's Front, the United Front, and the Popular Front. It's a way to unite people in groups for different reasons. You have the racial groups, you have the sexual groups, then you have things that unite unite everybody. The old people's front was very interesting. There was a black guy, Lucas, I forget if that's his last name or first name, a guy who was orphaned as a kid, a black guy, orphaned as a kid. He worked his way through school. He became a cop. He would continue to go to school, became a lawyer. He was nominated to head the civil rights division of the Justice Department. This guy had a fairy tale life, a hero, a really beautiful guy. And they put the All People's Front together to block this guy. They couldn't have a black conservative working with Republicans to head the, just, the Civil Rights Division. Biden was one of the heads of the All People's Front that stopped this guy. See, the communists didn't influence Biden on every issue, just the big ones. Biden also took the Soviet side on the major issues of disarmament, peace treaties, and stuff like that. Biden might be more of a useful idiot. He never really seemed too bright. If people put him in office, look, he's, he's rich. A guy, he's got his son. His whole family's rich. And they didn't do anything to deserve this money. You know, Jimmy, uh, you, in the past, you've mentioned to me this book, 
none dare call it treason 25 years later, as opposed to the original none dare call it treason. And in this version, in this copy, none dare call it treason 25 years later. There's a quote from Gus Hall, who you were mentioning uh, various times, 